Good morning, gamers. <laughs> no, no, I start. I, st- I start the intro, Tommy. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> I'm Thank Brad you. Hamilton. I am your host uh, from the Great White North of Alaska. Uh, coming at me hot from Chicago, we got Tommy Johnson. Hello, that is me playing that goblin, uh, Exiac, baby. We got Matt Wolf from Seattle. Hi, ho. I'm Hirak. Uh, and we got uh, Jeffrey Leadham coming also from Chicago. We got Nathaniel Kent, you mean. Mm, nice. That's true. I always forget that part. It's just so bland. <laughs> I'll forgive you. Hey, he's a cool guy. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm I'm very happy that my fever broke, by the way. Oh, I'm happy for you, too. Tommy has been sick with a rash on his eye all morning. And a fever. And so it just broke right just on time so that we could record this for you. I'm really excited about this, by the way, guys. <laughs> we got a pretty epic dungeon crawl laid out. Let's see how much of it we get through in the next hour and a half or so. I may Let's or may not be it. like actively trying to kill you with it. So, like, I thought you, you know. were actively trying to kill us. I mean, you know, tongue in cheek and all. <laughs> oh, okay. So, may or may not means may or may not. Yes, or may or may, or may not. Uh, also, I did just wake up. It is bright and early up here in Alaska, and so if my voice isn't super bass, uh, that is why. It's cloudy here. Anyway, with that, let's go ahead and jump right into the recap. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. does anybody want to take a stab at it, or do you just want me to go for it? No, let's have uh, 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 Matt do it. Matt. Ooh. All right. Yeah, we found a building, and we're currently in it. All right. That is a point <laughs> of inspiration to you, sir. Dude, I love that. No, um, when we ended last um, episode, we were in the desert with uh, Mel Stoney. He was not looking good. We were able to heal him. We were able to find our way without him. Um, kind of. As our guide. Kind of. We got close enough. Um, we found the ruins we were looking for um, on our journey. But when we got there, it had appeared to be ransacked. There was some sort of scuttle or some sort of fight. And it was... Everyone left in a hurry. Melstoni was not liking it. We spent the night there, but before then, we found a uh, body has been discovered um, by the mouth of the excavation site, um, which would turn to a husk, pretty much. In the morning, it was not there. We knew that they had been... Or, that people have been in the excavation site for a very long time, and there's no reason that they should have left like that. Looked like something had happened to them. Um, Malstoni was not liking it still, so he left while we, uh, well, us three, uh, ventured down into the ruins um, trying to figure out what happened. We went down in the dark letting our goblin with dark vision guide us other two. And we made it to a large room where we saw glyphs of a society of past. Looked like they were like well-developed, but you know, something from a super long time ago. And I think that's where we're at. Yeah. Let's not forget about the grand reveal. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Now you know that I'm not an old man. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's so underwhelming. My name is not Lloyd. <laughs> we call you uh, Knife... Knife's Edge. Knife's Edge. Yeah. That's what it is. Dude, I'm so edgy. 
I hate you. <laughs> so okay. you guys have descended the marble stone staircase as the grain underneath your feet is the only thing that you can hear as you're descending here into this passageway. Now that you are here in this large colonnade room with a vaulted ceiling overhead depicting a society long past of multiple robed figures, all arms extended towards a sun that is in the center of this arched hallway. Uh, very gothic, very regal. Um, on the left and the right, you see etched runes of the same language that you saw back in the book and marks of like scratches on the walls as well you're not sure if it's from time long past or whatever it is and the ground beneath you is littered with just a very fine layer of sand in front of you you can see that there are two paths that lead ahead there's one directly to the right and one on the left that are both on the far wall just right next to each other and they both disappear into darkness you said scratches like yeah, you can't really tell from standing in the center of the room. You have to go check out. But it did it. Okay. I would like to check that out. Yeah. All right. Um, walking up, you see these etchings that are burrowed deep into the wall, as if uh, like the etchings themselves aren't just like a quarter. Like they go an inch deep into the wall, but there are hundreds of them that cover it here. And even though it, you can tell that it's lettering, you can also see that it almost forms like an artwork in the way that it's depicted. Just very, very beyond whatever uh, your time period is. Like, you've never seen anything like this before in your life. And the scratching, uh, it almost looks like it's a swirl that covers the entirety of the etching to make it into, like, finishing whatever artwork was going to be depicted here. Is it... Does it look like it was purposeful by... An artisan? Like yeah, like, was it part of the, like, glyphs, or was it... Yeah, as far as you can tell, like, it's just a little additive on the top of uh, the glyphs in order to provide a bit, you know, a better picture. Just, they could have left the glyphs alone, but instead they took the time to make it into something more beautiful. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> An interesting puzzle. I say we, uh, we start off on our venture... I say we just keep heading down, and uh, I say we stick to the left paths, and then we can work our way through if we need to. We go in, uh, you know, with a torch. We do go in the together route. Uh, yeah. Let me, I'll t I'll go ahead of you guys just by a couple feet. I won't carry a torch. I'll just look for uh, keep an eye out for any sort of uh, oddities that could pose a potential threat to us because this this place gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm usually comfortable underground, but this is this is. I think I think I'm gonna carry a torch though. Yeah, yeah. No, you should. Yeah, I'm gonna carry a lantern that I took from upstairs. Also, as we're walking, you, you said the ground is sand, right here. It is stone, but you are walking on a fine layer of sand. Okay. As we're so, Hirex thought process here is he does not like this, and he he doesn't want to get lost in here. And so, as we're going every twenty or like every 50 feet or so he's gonna like just create a little line in the sand like real real subtle but something that if he's looking for it he can find it later nice sure. all right so i'll lead the way searching for traps as uh, and i'll just move into the the left passageway uh gesturing for them to follow behind with their torches 
what would you like to do as you continue forward? Uh, I'll play all same same as before. Kind of like it's instinctive to me as I've been I've explored the caves back on uh, the mountain from where I'm from. So it's sort of second nature. I pull out my my dagger and hold it with the blade, you know, like facing down, and I put my, place my hand up against the wall and kind of feel. Um, and search for any sort of oddities as I slowly move down the stairwell. Is it down, or is it just a path straight? It is a pathway straight. And okay. Then it only continues for about 20 feet before it takes a bend to the left. All right, and I'll, I'll keep following. Uh, right. Before we turn the corner, I would like to call my compatriots to me for a moment. Oh, wait, you're not following? No, 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 I am, I am. But, like, as we're in the hallway. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, how do I phrase this? Uh, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm gonna do bardic inspiration on both of them. Um, am I able to do that? Do they keep it? It only lasts for or... ten minutes. It, so it lasts for ten minutes. You might want to just wait. Oh, never mind. Sorry about that, bird bird. Never mind. Yeah. And you can use it. You can do it as a bonus action, so it doesn't take too much away from your turn to do it. Okay. Okay. Good. I like the idea. You can. You, you can still encourage. I still them, personally but... feel uh, inspired. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No. <laughs> 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 nah. Ooh, can I play a little, uh, nah, I was gonna say, can I play dungeon crawling music, but yeah. <laughs> maybe not the best idea. <laughs> we'll add it in post. I don't know. You guys, uh, Exioc, trace your fingers along the walls, uh, coming over here. As you are tracing it, you feel some weird, like, almost crumbly dry stuff on the wall that your dark vision picks out as darker than uh, the rest of the substances that are here. Uh, and it, as your finger passes, it just kind of falls and crumbles to the ground. Uh, I would like to sweep at it more with my hand. Yeah, uh, they look like they're just strands that are uh, caked to the wall that don't take too much effort to pull off. Strands of what? They're like long, dark, I'd say just pieces of like almost a string-like material that are uh, pretty thick as well. But it's almost like it takes no effort to knock it off onto the ground. Oh. Well, no, it seems like it's like a bamboo support of sorts. Yeah, except that they're just like on the walls as if it's like a loose dirt. But it's definitely not loose dirt. So Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it and keep okay. on keep on moving. You turn the corner and you see in front of you that it opens up pretty quickly, about ten feet or so into a large room. Alright. I uh say there's a room ahead and I like uh, kind of, I like take a little, a little run right to the edge of the room and I check the entryway and like peer in. I'd like to hold back so that way our torchlight doesn't shine through at all. Okay. Uh, would you like to give me an investigation check? Yes, I would. First roll of the morning. Ah, okay. Almost dropped my dice. <laughs> uh, it's a one. <laughs> so that's going to be Is a, it really? that's going to be a, uh, five total. <laughs> Tommy Johnson, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, you uh, are looking at the ground to try to find any sort of tripwires or anything that might be off guard for you, but your eyes are immediately drawn to the center of the room where not more than 15 feet in front of you is a mound of sand that is piled all the way to the ceiling that is 20 feet above you. Do you give us the all clean? No, yeah, I turn around and uh, wave them to come forward, saying, uh, looks all clear to me, but there's something strange up here. We walk in. Pile of sand. So this room is about 30 feet wide on either side, 
and continues forward. And you see it is also shaped in the same almost colonnade structure, although these are more uh, faux colons where it's like half of it is stuck into the wall and rises up to the ceiling. And in the center, up at the very top, you see that sand has broken through the ceiling and has now uh, made a giant mound in the center. Uh, just go ahead and give me a perception check now that you're actively looking at it. Everybody? Anybody that wants to. Uh, yeah. Uh, nine total? Uh, mine was a 12. I got a, it's either a six or a nine. What's the, the dot by the circle side? Is that a six? That's 11 total. So it's it's not super hard to see since you guys have the lamps and everything. Um, right at the very top of the mound on your closest side, you can see um, where the ceiling once was. There are just ever the faintest shards of glass that are in the ceiling that uh, almost look like they are tinted with some sort of color. Oh. It seems like they had some sort of window up there that gave out when this place was buried. I, I don't know. That doesn't... I'm I don't, not sure that we should uh, mess around with that. I don't want to get buried. Those uh those strands on the walls make me nervous, too. I'm gonna... Okay, so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna move around, like, the edge of the room to the left. Kind of, like, circumventing, keeping my eye on the middle, but also walking along the walls. Sure. As you start walking around to the left, you see the sand pile has completely filled up the room. And that there might be a very small gap at the very top that you could fit through, but for the most part, this room is completely submerged in sand. Well, I hate this. Uh, so I walk. Can I walk in a full circle? No. Uh, you only have about a thirty by fifteen uh, area of movement from the door. Oh. Uh, and the rest of it is just covered by the sand pile. Oh. Just completely collapsed in. Okay, I see no other. Uh, way except for checking out that uh, window at the top, and and I look and I look to the other two for any uh any sign of anything. All right, give me that rope again. Okay. So I tie the rope around and I uh, began to clamber up the pile of sand, knife drawn. At this point, I think I would like to take my bow out. Sure. Exioc, um, your little uh, green goblin claws uh grab on. Hey, the I'm great. Oh, you are great? Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll strike that from the record. Little gray claws. Thank you. And you, they start digging into the loose sand. And as you put your hand in, you feel just maybe an inch or so under the surface of the sand that it gets much more damp and moist and wet as you uh, try clambering up. And so it gives you much more of a stable like uh, finger hold as you are climbing up to the top here. All right. I continue. Yeah, uh, about halfway up through, um, as your hand is, like, kind of scratching away at this, as you're more just, like, scrambling up than deliberately climbing, I'm assuming, that you feel something just a little hard, something solid. Under the sand? sand. Under the sand. Uh, I'm going to stop and brush some sand away to see if I can get a glimpse of, like, a color or something. Sure. As far as you can tell with your low light vision it is white to some extent and it, d- does it feel like stone or uh metal neither does it f- it it feels like okay uh uh guys i uh i found something uh i'm gonna leave it alone for now <laughs> <laughs> and i uh continue up to the top 
right. Uh, you make it all the way up to the top. Can I, if I stand on the top of the sand pile, can I put my head through the window? Not exactly. Uh, the sand, there's no gap in between the sand oh. and where and you, and you are. Yeah. And so you can get a look at the shards of glass that are still hanging there. But other than that, you can't really put your head through. Can I look around the room to, to the other side of the sand pile to see if there's another door? Yeah, you can try. Um, you scramble around over to the side and dig your way through just a little bit. The light is completely gone at this point, and so you're relying on your dark vision to see through. And you see that the pile has um, all but uh, gone to the other side of the room as well. And you can just catch the ever so faintest markings of like uh, a railing or something that is off in the corner. But it is also completely buried by the sand. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm gonna like grab a handful of sand from the gap and see like oh actually it's just gonna be a small bit of sand and I want to see if if I remove that sand that more sand will mm. follow mm. so I kind of reach my hand in and grab a handful of sand that's like right at like right near the glass shards essentially yeah um you do that and you see m more sand comes falling from the ceiling that replaces where it was all right uh I think this is a dead end I agree I uh, come back. I start heading back down. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and as you head down, you see just the little white of whatever you had uncovered just shift ever so slightly as only by your movement that moves it. It's not moving up its own volition. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to skip past that one. Alrighty. What do you guys want to do? Okay. I think this is a dead end, guys. Lead on, Goblin. All right, let's walk back to the other passageway and see if that will give us better luck. I am keeping my eye on that giant pile of sand while we back out of the room. All right. You said there was, uh, Brad, from that first room we were in, there was two passages, right? Yes. Okay. You guys backtrack and head down the other passageway. Uh, Exioc, as you're leading the way, you still run your hands along the sides and mm -hmm. find that same strange, stringy, textured mud ish stuff that's on the walls mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem threatening in any way but it's very odd and this room also takes a bend to the right almost exactly mirroring uh can the room I, that you can just i do from. an investigation check on that mud is it just you may I'll, I'll we'll see what i find 12 plus 5 17 17 you have uh nathaniel hold up a light to it oh, no i have a light too Oh, okay. Even better. So you can get a real good look at this stuff. And it's of a very strange feel and texture just of how dry it is. But it's also familiar in a certain way too. And just the way that it is held together almost reminds you of seaweed. Of what? Se of seaweed. seaweed. Interesting. Yeah. But if this is seaweed, then it has been here for a long time. So, is it is it used to be a plant, do I think? or it's, Yeah, I, that's your best guess, that it used to be some sort of organic matter. Okay, continuing on. You guys round the corner, and you see uh, a very large room um, in front of you as well, mirroring the other side with some faux columns in the walls. You look up, and you see there's a stained glass ceiling in here that remains intact. Aha. You can see it's just dark beyond it. So the only images of like a 
stained glass that you can see are just reflections from your own uh, torchlight. And you can see that the stained glass is beautifully designed and decorated in these different colors that extend onward out to the other side of the room. And you see that the stained glass itself has just a few cracks in it where there's just a very small, steady stream of sand coming down into it. And you see that there's like fair, like a three-foot-tall pile of sand in various spots of the room of where the ceiling is just cracking ever so slightly. Uh, on the right of the room, you see remnants of uh, what looks like could have been tables at one point that have long rotted away and have been tossed to the wayside. Uh, you see heavy tracks moving through this area and a few uh, like canteens and such that you suspect are from the archaeologists okay. uh, as they've been moving back and forth through this room. On the left, what really catches your eye is a very large circular drawing of an etched in diagram of sorts that looks very complicated and you see that there's like a mechanical arm extended from it as well that looks uh, almost like a clock in a certain way. Ah. And it is tarnished and green and caked over with uh, rust and um, almost like the Statue of Liberty color. Just very, very old and probably not functioning. But uh, on the far side of the room, um, in the corner, you see a large spiral staircase that leads downward. Can I, I would can I uh, look on the ground and scan for like see the direction that most footprints are going? Yep. Uh, that's gonna be a uh, six total. Mm. <laughs> I rolled a two. A lot of footprints in here. Okay. <laughs> Dang. I can't really tell where the I can't really tell where the footprints are going. That that uh window up there. Although beautiful, I haven't seen much. I haven't seen any uh, stained glass since the being at the academy. But that uh, it's making me nervous. That's got to be way old and holding back a lot of sand. Check on that academy thing. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) I only got an eight. (laughs) Well, did you go to the academy? Uh, uh, yeah. From what you can tell, I'm telling the truth. Sounds good. Sounds good. How far are we from that original room we started in? I'd say 50 feet. Have we been coming across any, like, other torches Mm. that I can light and, like, that could be left on stands or something? There is uh, one torch in this room, um, but it is on the far side of the room. I will walk over to it and light it. All right. You start taking a few steps forward, uh, and all of a sudden you hear a crack and a groaning underneath your foot as you are stepping forward underneath his foot watch yourself i say without moving uh trying to keep my cool i'm going to look down so you see that there are no footprints around this area um that you are walking in you dust aside a little bit of the sand and you see that your foot is on top of a very very rotted plank i would like to get low to the ground as to uh, distribute my body weight uh, as to not break this and crawl back off of it. You feel the wood beam itself come back up as you remove your body weight from it. Okay. Then I'd like to uh, maybe do like an investigation or perception check on see if I can look underneath the board. Sure. You just try to lift up the board, but you see that it extends almost like a beam across the room. Over here in this corner, uh, for whatever reason, there are wooden planks that serve as the floorboards. And less 
so like small floorboards and they were more just long oak logs. Yeah. I would like to very carefully, uh, while being, you know, you know, extremely perceptive, uh, make my way across to the torch on the far side and light it. You're keeping a weathered eye on that ceiling above you. When you stepped on that piece of wood, just ever so slightly, this stream of sand began to grow a little more steadily as uh, you were walking through. You walk over, though, and pick up the torch, no problem. Uh, I didn't want to pick it up. I wanted to light it on that side and leave it over there. So we have oh, that works too. multiple. It, it is lit. It is lit. <laughs> it is lit, fam. It is lit, fam. Um, I'm going to carefully walk over to the big mysterious green thing and look at it with my peepers and roll a 10. <laughs> 10 plus 6. Oh, investigation. Oh, two. Twelve. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, this is beyond anything that you've ever seen, Hirak. This is a very well artisanly crafted piece of machinery and diagramming that is something that you are not familiar with. And you see that it's in a circle and that all around the edges there are little notches. And each of the notches has a little symbol next to it as well. But as far as you can tell, you don't know what this is for. Does it, does it look like a vault door? Not. It doesn't really look like a tumbler with locks. Uh, you don't see any wall behind it or uh, like hole behind it where the seams would appear. What do you think, bird boy? Um, I don't know. Um, it. I mean, it kind of looks like a just a big metal thing. I, I don't know what these notches are. I don't know what the language is. So, yeah, I can't really. Can I, Brad, would I know what it is? You can go ahead and give me an investigation. Uh, 16. 16. You walk over and start looking at it. Very finely etched into the wall. You start moving your hand around to remove some of the loose sand. You see that there is a very uh, shallow carving of a sun that serves as the backdrop for this circle and that the arm on the inside uh, moves or looks like at one point moved around the circle like a clock. And all of these notches, there are more notches than there are hours in the day, so it's definitely not a clock. But you at least get some recollection that this represents time in some way. Okay. Our question uh, for uh, world building sure. purposes, are there clocks? Not that you know of. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, even at the Academy, I wouldn't have ever come across anything like that. No. Um, the Academy taught you, like, the basics. Histories. Uh, but there's, like, not much of a well-established okay. uh, Academy tradition. Not, like, 5,000 years worth of history or anything like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Would would Hirak have seen that sun picture? Um, you've seen imagery of the sun uh, in various places so far uh, here in this place. Uh and you get that it has some sort of significance. I mean, like, would did he? I know it was technically Exiox's role, but did he notice it as he was looking at yeah. it? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. You, you, you okay. can at least see the sun. I'm I'm gonna put my. I don't know if this is gonna do anything or absolutely nothing. I'm gonna put my lantern where that picture of the sun is, and maybe it's gonna create a shadow on the arm and go cross to a specific notch yeah you start messing around with it uh but the shadows act exactly as you would expect them to that it casts uh shadows on different parts of the room yes. uh but it doesn't do anything 
Oh. It seems like some sort does it, of... Does it align with a certain symbol? Or? Sundial. Yeah. But I don't know how to work this thing. With that 16 as well, uh, Exioc, as you're inspecting the arm itself, it is very much iron that has been oxidized and uh, caked over with that weird like battery acid stuff, you know? Um, yeah, lime. Yeah, but you also are picking up a little something else, like as you are scratching away just the surface of it. It almost looks like a like a barnacle shell. Hmm. hmm. Anybody? I I uh, hold it in my hand and I say, I've never seen anything like this. How uh, about Bird Boy? I have a feeling I would recognize that, Brett. But do you want me to roll for it? Yeah. No, yeah. you would recognize this immediately. Um. Would I know of any? stories of like bodies of water turning to desert from like sailor stories or anything like that that is a history check sir i know it would be just trying to think like it makes i'm not good (laughs) at history but i feel like this makes sense for me to roll for and that is uh, pretty good uh so i rolled 16 but it's a 15 total (laughs) (laughs) dummy dumb yeah no zero things nothing coming to mind i haven't heard of any of these anything of like a body of water turning into a desert or anything like that or what do you mean body of water have you seen this sort of thing before gesturing to the i saw what i thought was seaweed earlier too i don't know you guys are you guys are making up words so water was here at one point but not just like a little bit like these These are are made from water? water these are only found in water that's why i've never seen one but not just like a little water, like a large amount of water. Oh, you mean like the Great Seas? Yes. Like this came from or was once a Great Sea. How odd. I put it in my uh, in uh, my coin pouch, actually. And I say, well, I think we should move on down. If we're going to find any evidence of what happened to these people, I think it might be lower in the excavation. So I start making my way to the stairwell, and I look down. Yeah, uh, it's a spiral staircase that descends with a central pole in the center so that you can't get a very far view of what's going on down there. Okay. All right. Uh, You guys follow behind me. I'll uh, lead the way, make sure it's all clear. I move slowly, uh, looking for anything out of the ordinary. Before we leave, Brad, when I shone the light from that sun perspective, did it align with any symbols? Uh, Not exactly. Okay. You just see that the mechanical arm was rested at like a certain point where it was pointing to something, like to one of the symbols. But we wouldn't have any understanding of what that would mean. No, but if it's it's aligning to one specific one, I'm going to write it down. Go for it. Yeah, you copy down the symbol that it's pointed to. It's uh, like an S that has two points in the crooks where the bends in the S are. Oh, cool little yin yang except for a little it's open um no dang it anyways <laughs> you begin heading down this stairwell how far behind are you guys following so that way he's just outside of our torchlight uh and since it's a spiral staircase i guess it's not as far since the light won't wrap around the corner as much refraction so probably about 15 feet all right the stairwell continues down for about 20 feet or so you see the ceiling itself only goes about maybe three feet or so in thickness, even two feet. And as you're walking down, you 
are just in a stone column waiting for the next room to appear. And you see that there is a old creaking rotted wooden door that is closed as you get about 15 feet down this stairwell. The stairwell does continue on further down, but there is a door here. I, uh, I whisper back, I found a door. I, can, I would like to peer in through the, uh, the keyhole if I can. Is there a keyhole? There's a keyhole. You look inside. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, 12 total. Yeah, you can just barely see signs of an overturned table in here and maybe some shards of glass on the ground. Something went it. down in here. I try opening the door. It is locked. Well, I could get us <clears throat> I could get us into this door. But uh I don't know if 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 we necessarily want to do that quite yet. Should we keep going down or you guys want to uh see what happened in this room? It looked like there was some sort of scuffle in there. Maybe we could get answers, but I think I'd rather clear this area before moving further down. I would hate for us to move down and then be yeah. cornered by something. All here. right, all right, fine. I uh, pull out a uh, my uh, lockpicking kit and I get to work on the door. All right, give me that lockpick check. Now, that's a performance check, right? That is dexterity, dexterity. plus your proficiency modifier. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that's an eight. Eight total. In total. Yeah. <laughs> you rolled a like. A I did roll a three. <laughs> Whoops. You are jimmying along with this lock, but it feels like it is also corroded from the inside, mm-hmm. much like the arm upstairs. And within like three seconds, your lock breaks or your pick breaks. You started with three lock picks, by the way, in case you didn't have that written down. Uh, I have. Yeah, I didn't have an amount. I just Ooh. had lock picks. I'd like to kick the door down. Ooh. All right. Give me that strength check. I don't add any proficiency to this. Um, nope, just cool. I'll, I'll, I'll let you do athletics if you want. If <laughs> athletics, okay, I like that better. Uh, so that actually brings it to a fifteen then. All right, how would you like to do this? I see the goblin struggle with the lock, and like I see it break, and the second it breaks, I like you know I want to like pat him on the shoulder and then just like Spartan kick the door down, <laughs> blast it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the imagery of, like, the goblin still having the pick in the hole as the door comes out of it. (laughs) You take a mighty heft, and you figure you have to hit it where it is best for leverage. And that's pretty much right where his hands are. So, without hesitation, uh, you just uh, yeehaw kick the door. You see that the wood cracks and splinters, and half of the door gets knocked down as uh, the other half just remains where it is. And you kind of have to punch and kick your way through the rest of the door in order to knock it all the way down. And as you're doing that, you see that there's like a little like gathering of heavy bags that are pressed up against the bottom side of this door as you're kicking it then from the top side down. Perception check. All right. Yeah, you guys light up this room. You see there are shelves to the left and the right of old... Can I tell you that I got a 21 on perception? Nice, yeah. Actually, that's good to know. Uh, So you see shelves to the left and the right that some of them are collapsed in on themselves, but some of them remain intact. And you see glass vials and shards uh, scattered all across the room here. You see more images of barnacles and things that are kicking especially the corners of the room 
sway to the idea that these used to be underwater. In the center, there's that table that I was talking about that's been overturned. One of the legs has broken off and is now laying on the ground. As you uh, look around, you see remnants of what could only be books that are scattered across the ground, but all of the writing from them is faded, and the leather is completely destroyed and mangled. In the left and the right far corners of the room, there are two little doors that you don't know what leads past it. But uh, that is what you see with your uh, perception check. Such grace, Mr. Kent, I say. And with a chuckle afterwards. I can say, uh, we both have our lockpicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shake my head and uh, walk in and look around. And uh, I look I look to, to Kent to ask him if he, you see anything of importance here. I just relay all the information back talking about. Some of this stuff definitely looks like it used to be some kind of library, but most of these books are pretty done for, so I don't know how many clues we're going to get from here. Well, there's two more doors. Oh, um, there are two more doors? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I'm going to walk to them. I, I have my crossbow drawn at this point. Can I, can I look up and see if I see the wood planks? Yeah, uh, you do see the wood planks roughly 20 feet overhead uh, on the left side. Mm-hmm. You can just barely see like a little bend in those wood planks from above. Hmm. Okay. Man, all the sand is making me so nervous. Let me see what's up with this door. Uh, I'll go to the one on the right. If you walk up to the one on the right, what do you want to do? You want to inspect it or just want to try to open it? Uh, I'll look through the keyhole again. All right, there is no keyhole in this door. Oh, dang. Okay, I'll tr- I'll uh, crack it open. All right. You turn the handle and push it in, and it's unlocked. But as soon as you do, you feel it slam back at you as of some force shut it right in your face. Someone's here. I And I uh, push it harder. Go ahead and give me a strength check. Uh, that's a two total. He rolled a three. <laughs> I would like to run behind him and help after I see this happen. All right. I, I I would like to call out to this person and say, um, hi. Um, who? If you're a scientist, we're we're not here to hurt you. We're here to help. We're we saw there was some danger. We saw that there was possibly some people stranded in here. Um, we're part of a search and rescue crew. We're here to help. Help me out here, Mr. Kent. I try again on the door. Oh, and with Jeffrey's help. Give me that strength check. Uh, 10 total. Can we make it athletics? Uh, yes. Oh, we can? Then also 10 total. With your combined strength, you guys run this door down. <laughs> you feel something scuttle away from the backside uh, as it's one of those things where it's like uh, one, two, three, push, and then it just gives with like no pressure whatsoever. And the door slams open on the backside, making a very loud thud uh, on the stone wall behind it. This is just a very little closet that is only like a five by five space. And you see there are little stores of food that look like they are just rations or the remnants of such. And then huddled in the corner, you see a very thin, wiry old man with very scraggly gray hair that is all hunched up in a ball and breathing very, very heavily and not looking directly at you. I pull out my other knife and I uh, glare at him saying, Name yourself, friend or foe? I, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, 
uh, uh. You just hear like incoherent, heavy breathing, mumbling. He's gone loony. I put my knives away and try and grab him. Ooh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you rush up to grab him. Isn't it only five feet? Yep. Oh, okay. But you're small. <laughs> yeah, hold on. I, I don't know if we should... Well, I guess if you run up, there's not much. You grab him by the shirt collar and drag him up. You look into his eyes and you see that they are like milky white with a little bit of gray in the iris that this guy is like almost completely gone. I snap in front of his eyes, seeing if he could, if he's like actually seeing or not. It does not look like he is. Mate, I say in his ear. <laughs> I'm still holding on to his collar, but like right in his ear, I, I shout at him. Uh, there is no visible response from what you're doing to him. I turned, I turned to Mr. Kent, or I, no, I turned to Hirak, and I'm like, you see, you seem to want to try something else. And I, I kind of like hold him. I like pull him by the collar towards Hirak. I sit on the ground with him. I'm assuming he, when I let go, and when you let go, he just sits down or he, does he scuttle back to where he was? Yeah. Just like instinctually, almost like animalistic nature. Okay, does he seem a threat? Does he seem... Can I do an animal handling check to try to uh, get him to come out from the corner? I will let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a waste of time to me. I walk, I'm going to walk to the other door and inspect it. Yeah, that was only a six. Uh, yeah, he is in the corner. As you guys are leaving him be to his own misery... No, just me. Uh, the other... Oh, just you? Okay. I don't know if the other guys still want to try. Uh, I have one thing that I want to do when we're ready to leave him, but... Well, I think it's a lost Um, cause, so I head to the other door just to inspect it. Yeah, Nathaniel, as you're bending down, you just very faintly hear, "Ah, Count the days. Count, 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 count the days. Count the days. Count the days? Count the days? Mm -hmm. Count the days. Okay. Um, I, I sit down right next to him. All right. And I put my hand on his shoulder... I say, um, hi, friend. My name's Hirak. Um, wh- what are you called? Count, 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 count the days. Count. N- nice to meet you, count the days. Um, <laughs> we're friends. We're here to help. I'd like to come up on, uh, on Bird Bard's shoulder and say, I don't think there's much helping. Yeah, but I mean, this is a person. This isn't just an animal. Like, th- there's someone in there. I look at the man in the corner uh, of that room and I go there's not much left we need to keep moving uh, I'm gonna try the other door alright Brad is there anything different about the other door uh, it looks very similar okay I'm gonna open it I expect it to be a closet it is a closet there's nothing to find here in this closet oh I, there's nothing to loot or anything nothing alright just an empty closet over here I walk back any luck I have one last thing I want to try. Okay, this is this is going to be spellbending here, I hear. Tell me if this is legal. All right. This might be resolved through a check, but I want to see what is afflicting this person. It would either be a, I'm, a, I'm guessing, arcana check, but I also have a spell called identify, where if I touch, it says an object, not a person. It says if I touch an object... Because I'm a gracious DM, I will let you cast Identify on this person. Oh, now, do you wonderful. want to cast it, or do you want a ritual cast it? Yes, I would very much like to ritual cast hey, it. Hey, what's a ritual cast? So this is a level one spell. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for our non D and D players, uh, we have spell slots that our spellcasters expend in order to do cool stuff. And some of them you're able to ritual cast, which means you can spend ten minutes to cast a spell instead of the like six seconds that it would normally take. And in doing so, uh, you don't expend that spell slot, which is very helpful at younger or lo- lower levels. Yeah, and as I'm as I'm like holding his shoulder, I'm trying to scan him and see what um the exact terminology of the spell says. Right, let's see that roll. Uh, it's not it's not a roll. It just happens. Oh, cool. If the magic item or some other music imbued, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires a attunement to use and how many charges it has. You learn what any spells are afflicting the item and what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was created by a spell, you learn the spell. So really this falls more into the detect magic camp, which is a different spell. Um, oh, wait, it does say if you're... Instead of touching a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. Okay, so it isn't even bending the All right. rules. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, Proud of you, Matt. That's what I like to see. Oof. There uh, is definitely something afflicting this person, in case you couldn't tell. And uh, you are not sure what the name of the spell is, but it has something to do with the School of Necromancy. Mm. Figured what I thought. Yeah, I just came in and said any updates or any luck. Wait, does it say that you learned the name of the spell specifically? It says, um, it says you learn the spell that is currently afflicting it. Interesting. Okay, the spell is Bestow Curse. Uh, what exactly is Bestow Curse? He had a curse bestowed upon him. Um,. I'm gonna say that your knowledge of with the identified doesn't really tell you what Bestow Curse does beyond just the generic name of it. Okay. Um. Um. I, t- I tell them. Um. This this poor guy who's afflicted by a curse. He's or that was bestowed upon him. <laughs> wow. Um, it's in the it's in the necromancy school. So I, I take my rapier out. I hit him with. I hit him with the butt of it. I non-lethal damage try to knock him out. Mm. Um, yeah, he's got like two hit points, so you're good. <laughs> nice. I then go, we can't let this follow us. We don't know what kind of dangers would rest with him coming here. So I put him back in his closet with the food. Can, can we move the sandbags? I was gonna I was gonna put the sandbags in front of the door, so that way yeah. he's trapped in there at least. And then when we're on our way back, if we want to, we can make a humanitarian mission and try to save this man. But for now, we don't have the resources or the time. I 100% agree, Mr. Kent. Let's move. All right. You guys continue down the stairway after piling up the sandbags. And the stairwell, you see that it opens up with little windows every now and then that lead inward uh, as far as your sense of direction can tell and not outwards so there's no sand pouring in uh-huh. as you guys continue further on down and down here the air grows much colder and damper you are starting to feel bits of moisture underneath your feet as you are descending deeper and deeper here not to the point where it's standing water but definitely like the smooth stone is turning a bit more liquefied and as you guys reach the bottom of this oh, we're getting deep now you see that it opens up into a 10 foot arched colonnade or um 
archway uh, that comes to a point much like the ceiling did with that gothic style texture. And it leads you out into a 50-foot tall chamber with rows of stairwells um, around it and a flat, beautiful, very smooth stone floor across it. Uh, Above you, there's an enormous chandelier. And to the very top in the center of the room, there is an enormous stained glass depiction of something that only you can really see Exioc from here. It looks kind of like the remnants of a sun, but the glass has been also much shattered and sand poured through um, to cake up the hole. But it, you can see that it like clumped up towards the top for whatever reason. Looking back behind you, or to the left, you see there are two 20-foot do- uh, tall doors that are barricaded shut. This looks like the main entrance from the floor level of the uh, whatever place you guys are in. Do I notice any extra lanterns around that are hung on, you know, posts or anything like that? Yeah, there are little sconces along the walls, um, a place where you can put torches, but there are no torches in them. There's no torches there, though. Okay, I'm not going to waste any of mine. Wow. I'm going to hold it. This harkens back to my times exploring the caves on Unk Gwauden. Unk Dwargen, I should say. What the heck is an Unk Dwargen? Uh, It's from my home. I, uh, I walk towards the barricaded doors. So, uh, while I'm on the way, I say, the only, uh, the only difference is, uh, is the, the repeated, uh, symbol of the sun. Uh, the dwarves weren't so interested. Yeah, and I should also mention that it's just, like, immaculately carved in here. Like, very much more sophisticated beyond anything that you've ever seen, Exioc. Bread. Just of a time long past. Yeah, what's up? Uh, would uh, Nathaniel know anything about, like, sun god worship? I feel like being on the coast or, like, being, you know, at, in, like, coast cities and stuff like that for such a long time, like, I feel like gods of, like, the sea and sun would be very prevalent or, like, he would know. Go ahead and give me a religion them. check. Yeah. Oh, nope. That's a, it comes to a three. Yeah, I mean, you can... <laughs> Maybe think of some like weird pagan gods, but nothing that's like well established as a center I know they of religion. exist, but I never, I never bit into any of their jargon. Yeah. And religion for you is very kind of out there, you yeah. know. Oh yeah. And you've never really seen any proof that it works either. So, just in general. And as you guys are walking around here, you see that there is an enormous inlay of a mosaic on the ground, also depicting a sun. This one is roughly 20 feet across, and it covers the center of the main foyer area in here. And you see that there are 10 different spokes of this sun's rays that are encompassed by a circle that goes all the way around it. And kind of like a, you know, tangled, um, Mm -hmm. like that kind of sun pattern with a circle around it that is inlaid onto the floor here, very beautifully drawn. And you can see that there's just a little bit of like puddles of water that remain here. Incredibly enough, this place has pretty much been completely drained of all of its water. Do do the circles on the ground, do they, does this look like a solar system? Like a, like a interstellar map or not quite the circle at the center 
is just around the sun. And then there are little branches leading off into different other things. So you see that this bottom thing here is not exactly a solar system and more just a large scale diagram. Go ahead and give me an arcana check just for the fun of it. That's a 10 plus, 10 plus one, 11. Yeah, the word cosmology comes to mind. Um, wait, is cosmology about makeup or the stars? I can't remember. Uh, it's the stars. Okay, good. <laughs> Cos cosmetology is about makeup. Ah, uh, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, suddenly you are overcome with eyelashes. Uh. <laughs> and lipstick. Uh, yeah. And you kind of look around and you see just ever so faint traces of a possibility of like different diagrams of what the heavens might look like. You know, uh, you see, you've spent a fair amount of time looking at the stars and you can see there are little inlays on the ground of exactly where the stars would be. Oh, is this, do I get the impression this is like a spell casting the equivalent of like a pentagram on the ground and like you'd put things mm. in the circles go ahead and Another. i think that's an invest is that an investigation check sounds like arcana so. um either one they're both intelligence based um that's a 16 plus one one i think jack of all plus trades two. yeah Master of none. plus two for investigation i'm gonna use okay 18 it doesn't look really like they're are like places to put the recesses in it's more just like a little piece of like white stone that's been nestled in to serve as the stars as you are looking around though with that 18 you see as you're looking at the sun there are little tiny circles at the base of each of the spokes of the sun that go around in that circle how many in total 10 is it the same as the um i i don't think i counted but was that the same as the uh, big green thing? No. The big green thing had, you know, like dozens upon dozens of little things. Okay. This is all very intriguing. Hmm. Now, uh, Brad, I would like to... The door that you said was barricaded on the left? Um, did yeah. you say that? Um, is it barricaded on our side? It's like we can see? Yes. Okay, I would like to... Uh, all right, I would like to point out that Whoever was here before us uh, barricaded that door. They obviously did not want something coming in. Are there? Um, is that our only? Are there any other way? openings, Brad? There are no more openings in here. Everything else uh, has been collapsed in. I uh, I look at the goblin, and then I go start to remove the barricade. <laughs> All right, these are some thick, heavy two by fours that are barricading the door. Oh, so, gosh. this is gonna take a while, guys. I died. This seems like a bad idea. I have my crossbow. I have my crossbow drawn. It seems to me like I think I need you to make an intelligence check, Nathaniel Kent. An intelligence check. Oh, this is gonna be good. Uh, comes to a nine. All right. As far as you know, this door serves like as the front. It's very regal and big. It kind of looks like it would serve as the front door or something. And if this place is entirely submerged underground, it would seem that. This door is barricaded just to hold out, you know, the weight of something. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Brad, such the the gracious DM. 
I, I just didn't want to spend 20 minutes on something that was going to end up getting you guys flooded in sand. <laughs> so there's no other ways out of here. There is that white spot we came to. I think that's our only other... Is it? I'm trying to think. I think we've hit all dead ends besides that. I may not have explained it in great enough detail, and by explaining it now, I will let you know the proper way forward. Gracious DMMI. So when you were touching around the spokes of the sun, I said you found those little inlays of circles, and it looked like there was a bit of a ridge around that circle as well that was different than other things that you'd seen. Oh, I... Do I step on it? Do I put a light on it? Do I... We, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it? some force on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like press on it and then turn it and sure. kind of jiggle it around. I would just still you, be marveling at the construction. You press down onto this with your little taloned hand, and you Ooh. feel sand against stone grind as it gives in about an inch or so. Mm. You hear just the ever faintest sound of mechanical whirring from below. I I use my crossbow to push it the rest of the way. <laughs> That's as far as it'll go. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, do um, we all hear the mechanical whirring? You do. I turn it's, quickly. It's not quiet. What did you do? Uh, I pressed this big button. Hmm. I understand the allure of pushing big buttons. It was just right there. You're going to get us all killed, bird boy. I'm gonna, I want to go up it's closer and What do you want me to do? <laughs> you're either going to get us all killed or you're going to make us all rich. And I don't know which one it is yet, but I will either love you or hate you forever. <laughs> Um, you look around on, it might be the spokes, and you see that each one of these spokes of the sun has a very similar recess inlay of like a button of such some sort. Oh, do we have to like line them up, or? As you are brushing away the sand on here, you also see that each of them has a corresponding rune attached to it. Corresponding broom, rune, rune. rune. Um. Can I look around the room to see if I see any of those runes on any of the walls? You have now? seen these runes before uh, upstairs. Mm. I look for that S thing. Is that that? Is this one of them? That is one of them. Mm. All right, all right. You know what, Bird Boy? I think I can get behind this. What was that? What was? The, what were some of the symbols upstairs? There's an S. All right, push it. I I push the S button. <laughs> you hear more whirring sounds. Well, that's great. That was fun. Um, uh, can I can I do a uh, an investigation check to hear if the worrying sounds are coming only from below or if there are some coming from the stairwell? They sound like they're only coming from below. Oh dang! Yeah. Never mind then. You look around also for signs of the other people, and you see that there are footprints leading all around this place, as if uh, the archaeologists were definitely here for a long time. Okay. Hmm. But they must have also figured out a way to get through because they're not here. Right. I mean, they could also be dead. That too. You never know. Well, is, let me, I'm just going to push a, a random one. Ooh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm right. there, cowboy. I'm Go for it. This random pushing button. Okay. You push it and you feel and hear something else click into place. And above you, you hear dong, dong, dong. Oh, just a large great. bell that goes off three beats somewhere far above you. Uh, I ready my crossbow. Shh, shh, shh. I listen to see if we can. I hear anything else. I place the torch on one of the holders. My goblin ears prick, prick up to the side of my head, sticking out straight. 
dead silence that follows. As you stand there waiting, you hear the faintest sound of scratching and skittering coming towards you. Um, I pull out my crossbow and aim at the the direction of the sound. Is it coming from the stairwell? You see that pretty high up on one of the walls, now that you're looking for it, you see just a very small opening of like a hole that opens up. You can see that that is where one of the sounds are coming from. Across on the other side of this large room, you hear another sound coming towards you as well as if there are things that you have just recently attracted. All right. Fantastic. We got company. Try again. Um, you know what? Let's try again. All right. What are you going to, well, what, what are you going to, what are you going to do? Um, is, can you explain where exactly the runes are? Is there runes on the sun and then also on the floor that correspond with each other? Or uh, the runes are on each of the spokes of the race of the sun. There's 10 spokes, okay. and we got one right, and we got one wrong. Well, I, as far as you know, you got none of them right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I vote we go back up to the green thing, and I, I vote we take go up to the green thing, take notes, and come back down. I don't like exactly moving around, but I also really don't like giant bells in dungeons, so... Okay. Who's taking the front? All right, let's move that and way. Who's holding the rear? I'll hold the rear. Uh, Bard, you're going to be in the middle. Uh, I like that plan. I'll hold the rear. I can see. You guys start running up the stairwell. Exioc, as you turn, you see a very small, from this distance, mandible come out of the hole and start skittering downwards as you guys rush up the stairwell to get away from it. Um, you guys rush all the way up the stairs and make it back into the first chamber where you guys were at with the calendar. You pause for a second, waiting to see if there's any skittering sound that follows you, and it doesn't sound like anything right. follows you up here. Does the big circle thing look different than it was before? No, it looks the exact same. <clears throat> but you can definitely see similarities that this, the diagram and the marble mosaic that was on the ground in the main floor has the exact same pattern and etching of the sun that's on the wall here. All right, so we got... Let's think. We got the same pattern. We've got buttons that we can push. The ruins are relatively the same. It's pointing at one. What it and although that uh that loony guy downstairs may be loony, he may yet have something for us. What was he saying again? Count the days. He was saying, Count the days. What's today's date? Uh you wouldn't know. I wouldn't, dang. No. I'll say based on your guys' previous checks. And putting all of this together, that the runes that you're studying on here, it seems to be some sort of base 10 numeric system that go around the edges of this. Uh, thing. Right, okay. Is it just counting? What? Just the counting S? up? Or? Brad, what? what is the... Uh... Weeks are 10 days here. Oh, is that true? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's try them. Something else. <laughs> How long are weeks in our world, Brad, and yet Sira? Uh, 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst, bro. <laughs> uh, and that's something we would all know, right? Yes. You're Count the, the days. Count the days. Maybe we just need to hit the one button. I mean, the one the one Do button that corresponds one. to this one. Didn't we hit 
We hit it. We did. And then we hit that one yeah. first. But maybe we yeah. should hit that and then it the moved. center Something button. Something moved, but all right. Okay. Well, we're gonna go back. I would down like there. to. I would like to draw a sketch of the whole. Uh, I, yeah, I'll pull out my my notebook and pen and I'll draw out just a rough sketch of the circle. Um, I won't copy all of the. Uh, runes. I'll just write down the one rune that it's pointing at, and I would also like to write, have a, the, a line pointing to it so that I would know which direction is, like, the top. Yeah, uh, you take uh, the time to do so. As you are doing this, you hear the faintest sounds of scratching on stone coming from the stairwell. Uh, I shoot an arrow down. Remember, it is, like, curving around in a circle, so you don't have a clear shot. Don't care. Just want. I just want them to be scared of projectiles coming towards them. All right. Uh, a loud stone or sound of arrow on stone clatters, and you hear the pace quicken. I put my notebook away and move towards the top of the stairwell. Knives drawn. Oh, great. I got my crossbow ready. Is there? Is there like a? You said there was like a broken table in this room, right? Yes, but it's not going to provide a whole lot of cover. I pull out my rapier and I uh, step closer towards the towards the entryway. All right. I, I get behind a table. You guys ready your actions as you see coming forward just two strands of what look like antennae that wander into this room of a bug that stands about as tall as you, Nathaniel. Holy! Mm. Let's go and roll some initiative. What the? A 14, baby. Um, That's a 10 for Hirak. This is a dirty 20. Ooh, nice. All right. Because it was also anticipating combat, you guys don't necessarily get a round of surprise. I assume... But, uh, Nathaniel, you are definitely first to act. Can you describe the... Is it like a big ant or like a big... Yeah, it's like a big ant word. that has very large mandibles in front of it. <laughs> I would like I would like to start this by doing a nature check. Sure. Nice. Uh, Good call. Well, that's going to be a two. Um, big bug. Big bug. Big bug. And I know nothing of it. <laughs> Rip. Uh, well, I guess if I didn't know anything, I would just go with my rapier and attack. All right, go for it. So, well, at least I got that three out of the way because that was a 19 to hit. Uh, that will definitely hit. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Ooh, max tip the first time I've rolled. Nice. Uh, what does that come to? That comes to 11 points of piercing damage. <laughs> nice job. Nice. And then I'm going to punch him in the face. Where this bug <laughs> You punch in, and you see rows of three eyes on either side of the face, almost like a spider. Does a 15 hit? 15 does hit. Uh, also max damage. Seven. And then fury of blows. I kick him. <laughs> right in the right in like the abdomen. Dude, this is awesome. 16 to hit. That will hit. Uh, that is for minimum damage. Uh, four. Okay, still nice job. Monk stuff, man. Yeah, that was 22 Dude, points Let me damage. stab him. Let's go. Exioc, it is your turn. Yes. All right, I'm going to sneak attack the one that uh, is just getting, getting bopped by Jeffrey. All right. Wait, is there multiple or is it just one? Uh, I say that. Uh, there should be more coming, I, I suspect, but we I, we at least need to take one down. Uh, so that's 23 to hit. That will hit. Just barely. All right, and then that's going to be three. 11 damage. All right. Yeah. You see the opening and you... Do you throw it or stab it? Uh, I'm going to stab it. I was just standing right 
on the other side of the stairwell from where Jeffrey or from where Nate was. Yeah, you see this viscous liquid dripping from its mandibles as it's furiously clenching them, and you hear <laughs> coming from it as it is uh, getting brutally murdered, and it is still standing though. Uh, it's, that's the end of my turn. Uh, Hirok, it's your turn. You said this thing is screaming. Does it look like it's still? It looks very hurt. And well, and okay, I'm going to cast dissonant whisper. Ooh, er, all right. As a level one hurting spell, you got it. Just whispers at him. Whisper, discordant melody, only one creature of choice can range can hear. Wisdom saving throw. If, if it fails, 3d6. Uh, that's a four. Bugs are wise, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Smart bug. Ha ha ha. I say, is there any, like, bug killers in this world? Like, I guess, like, raid wouldn't be a Probably thing. Nathaniel like... Kent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, I say. How's this for salt? Mistaking that. You don't kill ants with salt, but still. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, going to roll damage. Oh, that's a Monopoly one, right? That's a five, four, two. So 11 damage. You see that your words are like vapors in the wind. On a failed save, Ooh. must immediately use its reaction to move as far as its speed allows. Interesting. Okay. Doesn't get the chance. <laughs> oh, so oh. you see that your words are like vapor on the wind drifting towards it and you see they enter into its head and like all of the grains of sand around it become like lava to it as it skitters back and like tries to get free of everything. And as that happens, Nathaniel, you just see her opening and you stab it straight through the mandible and it is gone. It is now their turn. You see... The corpse gets piled onto the ground as another pair of legs come scrambling over. Oh, snap. You see it runs over to the thing that is closest to it and takes a big old bite at a tiny little bunny or goblin. No. Mm, uh, Hey, does a dirty 20 hit? Yes. The mandibles crunch into you. Oh, oh, that's not good. That is max damage. Say F to pay respects. You take 15 points of piercing damage. Gosh. Or slashing damage, sorry. And then two points of acid damage. Gosh. So 17 total. Yowza! You are considered grappled. I scream out in pain. He's got me! You are in its mandibles right now. And as that happens, you see one more rush into the room and take a bite at you, Nathaniel. That is an 11 to hit. That will not hit. Yeah, you parry the bite with your rapier and you keep it at bay. It's up to you, Nathaniel. Um, yeah, I'm going to stab the one with uh, the goblin in his mouth and ignore the one that just tried to hit me. Ooh, all right. Um, yeah, they are both right next to you, so you will not take an attack of opportunity in doing so. Yep. Uh, 17 to hit. Uh, yes, sir. For eight points of piercing damage. You got it. Nice. Classic Nathaniel punch kick tech. You got it. <laughs> the one-two punch kick. Uh, 24 to hit. Um, barely. Four. Uh, another eight points of damage. Nice job. And then a 17 to hit. Mm. Four. Sorry, the eight was a seven. It's four plus three. Okay. Seven points of damage, and then this is six points of damage. You got it. Nice job. Yeah, the good old-fashioned stab-punch-kick combo coming in clutch. I've been working on yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, Exiok, it's your turn. Uh, I would like to let out a little goblin yell. Yeah, as I uh, stab straight at one of its eyes as I'm clutched in its mouth. Mm. Uh, that's a crit. 
crit 20. Nice. Dude, this is sneak attack too. Is it a sneak attack? Uh-huh. All right, so what do I So how do how do we how are we doing crits again? So you normally would roll 1d4 and 2d6s, right? Yeah. So now you roll 2d4s and 4d6s. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my god. Yep, you double your dice value, man. Let's go. 4 7 6 13. Uh, 13 plus another 7, 20 plus 3, 23 damage. Oh my goodness. Exioc, how do you want to do this? Yeah! No, just just wow. as, I, as I said it, I just yell out, let out this yell, come lean way back with my waist still in its jaw, come down with the force of a thousand suns right in this thing's eye, um, and it crumples to the ground and I, and I uh, tumble out of its uh, clutches. You do exactly that. Uh, you kind of have to pry yourself out, <laughs> but oh, okay. Um, you I, are definitely. I pry myself out of the clutches. Hirok, uh, it is your turn. That was super cool. I haven't seen anything like that in so long. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> I am. As a DM, you're gonna have to tell me if this is allowed or if I can do this. I have a ca I have a spell called Heat Metal. I want to heat. Nate's sword. In doing so, but like, you're going to make Nathaniel drop it. <laughs> is because the handle the handle's ah. metal too. Yeah. The would burn Dang me, it. It's a nice thought I like though. What that, I like what you're. It's going a good sentiment. With. Yeah. Dang it. That would have been. Yeah. Okay. I could stab it and then leave it there and then <laughs> <laughs> have it burn from the inside. Um, I'm I'm gonna shoot this other one. This other this other feller. With my uh, my crossbow D twenty. Oh, fantastic! I got an eight. That will not hit, unfortunately. Mm. Dang! You like skitter across the room and try to take a shot at it, but to no avail. It is now its turn. It saw you do that, and you feel like as you take a step, like it keeps a beat on you, even if it can't directly see you. You see that it rears its head back and spits a line of this disgusting viscous substance at you. I need to make a dexterity saving throw here. Oh gosh. Oh. Another three plus five. Uh. Eight. Uh oh. Uh, Hirak, you suffer 11 points of acid damage as this beam comes straight at you. That's very cash money. <laughs> yeah. um, that was not very cash money of you, you big yeah. ant. <laughs> you, you get the smell of burning feathers as acid is dripping from you. No, I don't know what burning feather smells like. Oh, I don't either. It was probably now you good. do. Uh, <laughs> Nate, it is your turn. Okay, you know what we're doing here. Mm, let's see it. How many key points do you have for the day? I have three. You get three, and so I've used uh, I've used two. Okay. Well, also you get them back on short rest. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, but that rapier attack is a is a, a nat one. <laughs> Ooh, that is not going to hit. I'm going to say that you stab at its mandibles, and it kind of grabs onto it. Oh, rip the punch right. and kick. Go! I punch him in, I punch him in the face. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, that was a, it's a 19. All right. And it's for five points of damage. And we're going to use that last key point. Hang it. It's a 19. It's a uh, 24. Nice. Uh, another five points of damage. But he's awesome. He has my sword, but I'm going to punch and kick him. Yeah, uh, you're just trying to get him to drop it. Uh, I'm gonna make. I still, I would like. 
What uh, you say? Uh, <laughs> in doing so, you see that your sword clatters to the ground. Dang. I don't have it in my hand. No. You just dropped it, you scrub. <laughs> That's a bigger deal for me than you think it is. Yeah, with your natural one, it like drops to the ground. Gosh dang it. I can't free action pick it up. Uh, he giveth and he taketh away. Uh, go ahead and go Exioc. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to uh, step up from just pulling myself up, move over to the side of the ant that's fighting, or that just took uh, Nate's sword, and I'm going to slash... Wait, can I sneak attack with my scimitar? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pull out my scimitar as I go and slash at the ant's side. Mm. All right, go for it. Oh, yeah, I have to roll the hit. 18 total. That will hit. Yay. Oh, snap. Oh, 6, 12, 17 plus 3, 20. 20 damage. Holy cow, kid. <laughs> I rolled two sixes out of five. <laughs> nice. Uh, it is still standing, but it's looking pretty hurt. Um, here, you're up. Hmm. Probably should have bardically inspired the last round. Should I use my crossbow again, or should I use a spell slot? It is up to you, sir. You probably have a clear shot with the crossbow. Yeah, I'm going to try my crossbow again. Hopefully not another. Oh! Should not. I should have bardically inspired. I rolled a... You can still do that as a bonus action. Oh, I can? Yeah. yeah. Oh! Okay. Well, I rolled a nine, which probably isn't going to hit. Uh, unfortunately, but... no. It just kind of glances um, off the side of the armor. I'm going to bardically inspire Nate. You got it. How do you inspire Nate? Uh, Nathaniel, are you... <laughs> You're not religious, are you? you? How do you? It's kind of an odd time to <laughs> carry this conversation. Do you, where do you derive your power? Uh, mostly my glutes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel, take your point of inspiration. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Where do you get your right. power? My glutes. <laughs> Stabs. <laughs> uh, go ahead and stab, punch, kick. He has to pick it up, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, free action pickup. Oh, does... Oh, wait. I'm not sure if that'll hit, so I'm going to take that bardic inspiration. Now, it is a 14. A 14 just barely hits. Oh, ho, 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 ho. nice. Thank you for that inspiration. Uh, five points of piercing damage. All right, still standing. Followed by a swift punch to the face, which is a 24 to hit. Barely hits. Four. <laughs> Max damage of seven. Nate, how do you want to do yes! it? Yes! Oh, nice. I like... He grabs my sword on the last one. I'm a little bit embarrassed. And then, from the power of my glutes <laughs> and uh, giving that inspiration, I grab it, lunge up, uh, hit it in the jaw, see that it doesn't quite die, though, and then run and punch right or like jump and punch like Mario straight up to its head and uh, it just falls slowly further down on my sword and then I pull it out and flex <laughs> my glutes I, I clap I clap the sound of Hirox clapping echoes in the room as the rest of the sound dies away and you now have three car carcasses of uh, acid bugs on the ground I say Ooh, and then I uh, fall on the ground, holding my my sides to where I was bit. Mm -hmm. Oh! Yeah, I'm gonna cast another spell slot. We're gonna do some some words of healing. All right. So just to, just to let you know, those are better used in like times of uh, combat. 
panic where somebody goes down and you need to heal them back up to like two HP. Oh. So when it's like you have time to rest, you just want to take a short rest, probably. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do. And then you yeah, can do song I can heal during that too. Yep. Ah. So let's let's try to take a short rest. I'll place myself closest to the staircase. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can rest up during this time. Roll your hit dice as you need to. As you're doing this, Exioc, you ta- finish taking down the diagram ah. of your yeah. thing. Let's just rest and uh, let's take down this whole diagram. Yeah, you're pretty immaculate with it. You you can take the time to do so. As you're doing it, you make sure that you individually count out each of the notches all the way around. And you count there to be exactly 101 notches around it. And that strikes you as very familiar for some reason. Hmm. There's 101. What does that mean, Knife's Edge? I'm, I'm just going to say go ahead and give me a history check on that one. Uh, let me roll. That's a 8 total. Dang nabbit. That's enough to know that that's how many days there are in a year. Dang. That's that's the number of days. What number? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, that just responds to the, the calendar. That's how many days are in a year. What number is it on right now? It is on the number nine. Uh, it's nine. But it seems like if this arm moved at one point, then it wouldn't have just rested on this thing. Uh, what do you mean? As in, like, if, if this used to be a mechanical arm that moved around the dial, yeah, then it, like, the combination that you're looking for wouldn't have been the thing that was resting at a random point. Right, it's on nine, but that doesn't correspond to any of exactly to any of the runes. Yeah, it did. yeah, it did. It was the uh, that was the S. That was the first. Yeah, but it's just just before the S. It, it could be, it could be just the day that it. You know, stop working. I don't know if it count the days has a greater meaning. Count the days. I, I don't know. Um, while we're here and taking a rest, I'm gonna I'm gonna do song of rest. I'm just gonna play some music. Sure. So uh, everybody I, uh, gets an extra d6. Go ahead and roll that d6, Matt. Praise. Oh, Matt gets to roll it. Uh, that's a four for everyone. Praise. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a d8. I'm gonna you use one it. of my hit dice to get some health back. That's a three. You add your combo. Ooh. Oh, you add con to each roll. Yeah, you do. Uh, should I go up to max if I can? I used one hit dice, and I'm at sixteen. Dang it, I'm at nineteen. All right. You know, I feel I'm feeling a little bit better, but uh, I still hey, can't. You small man. Do you have any ranged attacks, or are you all melee? Oh, I got a crossbow. Just didn't want to use it there. I like my trusty knife. I respect it. I understand the preference of weapons. <laughs> Alright, what do you guys want to do? Let's... I, I'm worried that if we try again and we are wrong, that it'll just call more. I'm sure there's more where these... Ugh, these things came from. What if... Uh, what if the answer to the... The button puzzle is just... The max amount of days... What if we count the days? As if we, you mean we push them all that many times? No, 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 no. You just push the, I mean, is there a button that just says 101? What's the, what's the rune that correlates to? Well, down at the bottom, there's only 10. Well, would it be the first 10? No. If it's, if it's base 10, you know, then you press 
the first one? one yeah, it would it would, zero it would one. correspond to this one, and I point at the topmost rune. You said there's is base ten. Is there three digits? Uh, yeah, that, very much so. What if we press one zero one? Or th that you know that whatever correlates to that. That sounds good to me. I can't think of any other anything else. Well, let's at least head back downstairs. Maybe there's more clues. I got a really good sketch here. So I start walking down the stairs. I uh, am standing in the middle of the chamber, just lighting stuff up. Also, I have all my key points back now. Nice. Nice. You guys, everybody go and give me a stealth check. I am carrying a torch. Does that make a disadvantage or anything like that? Uh, no. I got a crit one with the... Nice. With, so total of eight. Exiak, as you're walking down the stairs, you trip. As you're going towards the bottom, you fall away to the ground. Ah. I got a nine. I got a 10. Ah. <laughs> you guys walk back into the center of the room. It looks like there's no more bugs coming at you at the moment. I'd like to be, uh, I'd like to just use my passive perception to keep an eye out. You got it. Okay. Isn't that the point of passive Isn't it always? Yeah, but I feel like... <laughs> You're actively yeah, using act your passive perception. <laughs> I could make an active roll, I guess. Yeah, you can do that. Would like to stick with my past. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Let's figure this thing out. One o one. Yeah, I, th I think we try one o one. See if that is the the bug summoning combination. Or... All right. Let's try it. All right. So, Brad, we put uh, we'll uh, push one zero and then one again, corresponding to where they are on like if they were in a circle. With zero being the top one, right? Yep. Yeah. You go around and you find the runes that correspond to one, zero, and one. And as you press the last one down, you feel the whirring again. And you are ready for the bell to go off above you. Here we go again. But instead, in front of your hand, you see one of the edges of the circle gets depressed into the ground. And then next to that, that one goes down as well as you see all around you in this sun diagram, there's a spiral staircase that is leading yeah. downward into something. Nice. Attaboy, bird boy. I smack you on the wing. I I don't say it aloud, but that hurts a lot. <laughs> you guys start heading down here. Uh, yes. And you see there are little drawers and cubbies in the walls here. Can I look inside one? You can. Uh, you open it up. And on the inside, you just see a little metal rod. I take it. Yeah. It looks like it's got a button on one end of it. But uh, other than that, it just looks like a normal rod. Cool, cool, cool. It's not a magic wand, is it? doesn't look like it, as far as you can tell. But it could be. Can I do an investigation on it? Is it just a... Why would there be a button on it? Let's a... just keep going. Let's just keep yeah. going. Yeah. I just take it. It might come in handy. Okay. All right. You guys continue down to the very bottom here. Here we go. And as you get to the bottom of the steps, you step into three inches of standing water. You reach down and taste it, and you can tell that it's salt water. Oh, I don't like the sound of this. I like this. To the left and right, you see little cubbies of more drawers that look like they are pushed into the walls that are... Uh, much larger than the ones that you walk down in. And straight ahead, you can see there is a large double door entryway that looks like there were a bunch of two-by-fours that were covering it that are now ripped to the wayside, and the doors are flung open and cracked. 
as you are staring ahead into darkness. And as you guys are standing here in this moment, you just hear. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end this session. Dang it. I knew it. You jerk. I know. I have to do it. Ah. Sorry this episode went a little bit longer, guys. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to these guys struggle with my overly complicated puzzle. <laughs> but as always, it would be fantastic if you guys would subscribe to wherever you guys listen to it, if it's on Spotify or iTunes, and that way you stay up to date on uh, when new episodes come out. We're trying to release every Tuesday. And hopefully that will keep a pretty consistent schedule coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a back to back double release. So look forward to that. That's going to be really exciting guys. We have patrons. Wow. Why? We have some lovely denizens of Yetzira, people that live within the world, sort of not really that we are going to check up on starting off first with Meg, the manic pixie who recently got promoted from assistant manager to assistant to the manager <laughs> at her part-time job at uh, the fragrant sanctum. <laughs> Way to go, Meg. <laughs> Way to go, Meg. We are so proud of you. Yeah, we are. Now we have Keith, who is the captain of the Destune Fire Brigade. Uh, he's actually the only member of the Destune Fire Brigade, oh. considering all the houses are made of sand. Yet that doesn't stop him from heroically putting out everyone's candles as they try to read at night. Thank you for your service, Keith. Thank Keep you, up the Keith. good work. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. And checking back in with Joe, the scrawny Goliath, who tried his best to find a chiropractor after his rough night at the rest pit. Um, unfortunately, no one but Ringo the half-orc would do the job. Ringo seemed to uh, take out his aggression on Joe's back, but afterwards, he felt much better. Ah. And uh, now we get to meet Derek, the hooded lifeguard of the Oasis. He took it upon himself to enforce the small fence surrounding the water. Why would Derek do such a thing? What is Derek hiding under that hood? Most importantly, why is Derek? <laughs> I'll do you one better. Why, why is Derek? <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Oh, thank you man. to our denizens of Yet Sierra yes, for supporting thank you, us. Thank you. Make sure you guys don't miss the next episode of Fire and Dice, and we will catch you next time. All righty. Bye. Bye.